live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. And this is episode 65. Stay alive. It's called Anon. It's on Netflix. Just came out. Like really recently. Yeah. In a world where technology has rendered privacy obsolete, a detective investigates a serial assassin who has been deleted from all visual records. So people are hacking into people. Yes, exactly. Yes, now. and uh, I have to just off the top, I'm going to go ahead and give props to Jim Levisek, who is the rat wrangler on this movie. <laughs> That's right. And, and can I say <laughs> that there's... There is a very intrinsic problem with the look of this film. And they they tried to do a black and white thing, but they followed it so strictly that even when they go to the to supposedly an artist's loft, every painting that he has done is in black and white. Yeah. And you're right. And there might All have been I a have splash to say of red, is maybe one. No, no, there no. was no red. Believe me, I was looking for red because you know what? Red, yeah. red would have would have made would have pop. made a statement. Yeah, and and I could understand if somebody wanted to make a statement, but they didn't. Were they trying to be like Sin City, or it wasn't? Was Clive Owen? For some reason, I thought he was in Sin City. Maybe not. This time, I can't bring myself to tell him to shut up. Sure, he's an asshole. Sure, he's dead. Sure, I'm just imagining that he's talking. None of that stops the bastard from being absolutely right. I don't have a chance in hell of outrunning this cop. Not in this heap. Uh, no, no, Mickey Rourke was in. No, I mean, well, there are other characters besides Mickey Rourke. No, no, it's just Mickey Rourke. It's all, all the characters in Sin City are Mickey Rourke. Okay, I'm glad we got all that sorted out. Oh, okay. He even plays the women. Wow. It's pretty amazing. I mean, he did an amazing job. He well, did. it's the last amazing job that he did. So, <laughs> um, oh no, he did that re- the uh, uh, wrestling one, right? That yeah, was really, the wrestler. that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, really okay. complicated name, the wrestler. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Oh, was that what it's called? Um, listen, I wanted to, I wanted to mention something that yes. um, I did not know. That the uh, <laughs> the the nineteen seventy four Ford Tornado <laughs> was actually a uh, uh, from the future. I was thinking the same thing. Did, did I send? You, if you will notice this, I sent you to your email. If you look in your email, will <laughs> is a picture of a tornado, and it says, and and I think I wrote. Um, tornado from the future <laughs> yeah that car was definitely that was uh a little uh was that a budget thing <laughs> or was that just a stylish thing that they wanted to go well with? you know cars are hard i i have to say it, did you not get the impression they were trying to be a little bit like i thought stylish it, like I, uh 60s ish kind of where, where he got out of the car and got, went into his apartment and kind of looked almost like a 1960s shot like yeah, no, no, 70s, I, I, I can guess. see what they were doing, and I have to say that given the limitations of finding vehicles 
for the future because at least it wasn't a minivan like it usually is in netflix movies no you're, you're right or, but, uh, yeah. but, well you know this is an intrinsic problem though cars of the future cars for one thing date everything instantly you know and and not only that the thing is is there's an awful lot of thought and and social movement that goes into cars and to get somebody to design a pretty good one pretty good car just one for a movie to put it in the future is incredibly difficult to design you know all the cars that are supposed to populate a movie uh, it, it, it's it's a huge task a huge task and and i thought it was kind of a pretty good cheat because hmm. that torn that that tornado did not look right at in 1974. Well, I didn't think about it. I yeah, thought about yeah, it for exactly. a minute. Yeah, and I said, oh, okay, whatever. I'm moving well, on. Like, well, the funny thing is, remember what I, I was basing the, the car on um, Mantis on 67 yeah. Riviera, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, and and there were a couple of cars like that that were extremely different and stylish looking at that time. And uh, and they, I thought it did, I because there were, I think there were at one point three of them. Yeah. In, the, uh, in screen at once, you know. Well, there's and, one movie that pulled it off, pulled off using a modern car. Back to the Future. Yeah. Well, there you go. But it had the DeLorean, and very yeah. few people, very, uh, very few people had really seen a DeLorean. And not only that, uh, that was before DeLorean had it had really low numbers, and it wasn't. Uh, it was before the big cocaine bust and all that, and and, and you know. I like how you it's, sniffed after you said that. I, that was absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was unintentional. You like that? It was unintentional, but it was well placed. <laughs> so, so, anyway, um, I, I thought it there, started off promising, but I thought it like fizzled, and then it, it then it had an almost climax toward the end, but really didn't really have any claws. But. It was a classic sci-fi story. Yeah. And no, it was probably you know my what? third I, favorite sci-fi movie that Netflix has, has done that I've seen. So, like, I would say, what happened to Monday, Bright, and then this one. And then Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> remind me quickly what this one was about. I just I just told everybody. Did you? Yeah. In a world of animated crime, a detective meets a woman. It was all about oh, hackers. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Oh, guy. I'm telling you something. My brain just went blank again. I've been. So, having, to, so the dialogue was weak. I yes, thought the, it was, the characters the, were very flat. Yes. Did uh, you think so? And there's no character I, arc. I did, and, and I I don't think that the world was ready for electric cats. <laughs> there was one interesting and, character, and, and the guns. The guns, I, yeah. The guns POV shots, cheesy, were terrible. And you know the weird thing about it is. They, I'm not going to go into it, but they had an extremely strong place in the yeah, film. Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal, and it looked like it was drawn. It it it, it wasn't. They weren't holding it naturally. For yeah, one. it wasn't held naturally. You don't hold the gun like right in front of your right, like, right, like that. And and uh, and it looked computer generated. Yeah. You know, which it 
<laughs> the weird thing about it is if I found out that it was actually a real gun in hand, I think I would be shocked as hell. But <laughs> why didn't they use a real gun in hand? Right. You know, I mean, they could have done the split diopter really on been it. held over here. Yeah, come on, man. We had that. We had the technology to do that, you know, way back in the day. The day. But didn't you think the only interesting character was the woman? The, the girl. Was. Oh, no, no, absolutely. I, you know, um, I thought that the guy, uh, uh, um, boy, I'm really Clive, Clive uh, Owen. Yeah. Uh, what, what was his character's name? I, I even know Saul. I think it was. The thing is, is on Clive Owen's good yeah, stuff. Clive Clive Owen, when he is good, he's good. When he's bad, did you think he was bad, or do you think it was I, just a bad script? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is when he's bad. <laughs> You just realize that he isn't Liam Neeson. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I can see that. It, it, it's like he looks he looks like um, he's uh, the 99 cent store version of Liam Neeson. We're seeing a lot of movies with 99 cent store versions of people. Yeah, we, we really are. But the girl was good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the girl was good. I, I thought the girl kind of um, rose it up a little bit. It was just so... It was so. It was too. The pace was too slow, and the dialogue was bad, and the there really nothing that would save save us one except for maybe a different writer or different writers. <laughs> I don't know. And, and I really got annoyed with the digital thing on the screen. I'm like, I would be the guy that would jump off the building if I had that stuff in my eyes right, all the time. Now, it, now I got confused. There was a there was a part where he gets hit by something coming by, right? Right. And. Was that the train, I think it was? Right. And you would have thought that he would have been completely wiped out. Did that become a plot point that he didn't get wiped out? Yeah. Because it did, didn't it? I think so. I didn't I I didn't really catch it. It you know. It it, it got really Well, she was it was confusing. It's like hackers were hacking into hackers and hackers were I don't know, then the reality wasn't reality, you know. So oh, it was confusing. I, 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 there wasn't any way to distinguish. I also wanted to ask you this: how how was it that when um, they said, "Oh, the, the uh, all the digital representation of the person that was in this room was scrubbed," but we know it was a woman. How do you know it was a woman? Maybe you can smell the analog perfume. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was a weird oh, thing. Oh, I found a pubic hair. I don't know. <laughs> so one thing this was lacking, which is for this kind of movie, it isn't terrible, but it kind of has an empty feeling to it. And the reason why is because I never connected with any of the characters. Like I never identified with anybody, right. which is important for a movie, I right. think, for you to kind of but connect a, with somebody. But in a weird way, the, the, the cheap... You, the look to it was kind of nineteen eighty four Georgia. Well, well there was also something about the the uh, you know the crawl of graphics that that's become yeah. uh, what we're supposed to see in the future. You know, you look out the window and you see advertising everywhere that's crawling all over the buildings and it's and it's all digital projections and stuff like that. And they were all looked like they were drawn by the same person. Right. They were all pure black and white. And you and you looked out and you went, Wow, that's just as fake as possibly could be. I mean I, I mean because I I know that because I know that that 
there would be a whole bunch of people. There would be a whole bunch of different colors. The technology, you know, everybody would be fighting to like get one thing better than the other. And and it. Can you imagine like, how annoying that would be? <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. No. Well, and and, and that's, too distracting. I think. Maybe right, that's why exactly. they chose to do it that but, way. But th- think of the modern Blade Runner. It had that same look. That's right. You know, it was a little bit and distracting. Blade Runner is beautiful. You know, uh, it, it's beautiful. It's just hard to do. It's just it, well, hard to do and hard to do But right. don't you think this was kind of a pretty pretty movie, though? Like, it had a nice look to it? Uh, I thought it was jury. I thought oh, it was jury in one note. I, really? That, that, was, that was the thing that was well, getting me. It was shot, me. like, in if, Toronto, if you're I think, doing, for the most part. It, like some of the other Netflix movies we've seen have been shot like in some right. weird place that like like Romania. Right. Romania. This was shot in like yeah, yeah, New York and right. Toronto, I think. So exactly. I, I I was very unimpressed with the production design. It was too one note. It was somebody who who wanted to say I'm going to make a statement, and then they made too much of a statement. Do you know what it reminded me of? Mm-hmm. A lot of those shots reminded me of that. <laughs> I don't want to date myself. No, but anyway the. <laughs> well, wait the a minute. Apple wait, commercial. Wait, wait. wait. Remember you, the Apple commercial? If that you was... combine this with the time yeah. from that, you could date yourself. Okay. With the time thing. That's true. You know, you could go back and that date would be yourself. hot. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, there, there's the Apple the, commercial there's with there's the a lot hammer of shots. and all that. Yeah, with the yeah, hammer, it was exactly. like very George Orwell, right? George Orwell, like the big table where they're all sitting at the table, and like the 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 angle of the the exactly. Walls. Exactly, except for this looked like a cheap version of that. Yes, because this it was, was like they're trying to imitate that. Is what yeah, I was saying. And, and but the thing is, is that wasn't pure black and white. Right. That was that was color. It, there was there was color in it, and they were watching. The thing is, is this was color where they were using black and white as much as possible, and it just didn't feel right. You know, it felt yeah eh, overdone. Oh, and then unless I missed something. There wasn't really any explanation as to why people were being hacked or why this was happening. Right. Like, yeah. it was just happening. Right. It was <laughs> just kind of random. Was, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess the guy was explained why he was following her because he was creepy. But. Right. I mean, you know, I, I, I've, I've actually, <laughs> I did this film called uh, Calendar Girl, which was the Lawrence Bambinick story. Whoa. And uh, I... I have no idea what that meant. Even um, it was, it, it was a TV movie. It was like a disease of the week. Um, you think it's on here? Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, disease of the week. Uh, Probably Lawrence. Oh no! What was the other part? Um, Should we rate this one real quick? Uh, well, yeah, let's do. Um, so how many? Uh, Two point one. Two point. I don't know what to use. That's pretty uh, generous, actually. Yeah, it actually is. Maybe I, I don't I, know. I think I'm going to fall to one point nine because I was. You know what? One point eight was what hit me originally. I'm going to go for one point six, probably. So I would rate this one um, probably one point five. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like it better than Clover. So this was this is why I want to make a spreadsheet because I think I rated Cloverfield D-A. Paradox Sorry, more. Bambinic. Really? So than this? If I rated well, Cloverfield yeah. Paradox more, yeah. But I like Clover- this one a little bit more than Cloverfield Paradox. So. But I have to say this about the, the clo- at least the Clover the Paradox had a pretty good opening. <laughs> right. Kind of. I mean, not well written or anything, but it looked right. 
Story time. Story time. It's story time with Mick. 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 This was a disease of the week kind of thing. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I nobody cared about this thing really at all. And I was supposed to, like, get a talking point, you know, like, like what are you going to do with this? I said, well, you know what? I'm I'm going to use, I'm going to do the this feeling because she was a, cop originally and and i'm gonna do this cup blue thing and do this arc with it but everybody got lazy and <laughs> eventually we got this one review that said that said this this show had a lot of style a, a lot of style and somebody flushed the substance down the toilet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. Oh, there you go. That's good. <laughs> and that was pretty much the way that I felt about it, to tell you the truth. Wow. It was terrible. Oh, my gosh. But. And it had Tatum O'Neill in it. You know who it did what? have in it? You know who it did have in it? And I think if you check, uh, the guy that played, uh, oh, I can see his face, red beard, red hair, um, Played on the West Wing as the reporter. The, one of the things I do remember about it is there was an awful lot of uh, uh, locations for it. It like just went all over the place. And the thing is, is I was kind of you know covering my uh, blue, and um, yeah, it was pretty awful. But but like I said, it was really weird to be to be pointed out that uh, that. You know, I did have a point of view from the production design point of view, and I was like, that's embarrassing in a film this bad, you know? <laughs> you don't want to stand out from everybody else like that. <laughs> and it got a higher rating at IMDb than in, than in non so far, it looks like. Really? I, mean, I don't know. I just made that up. 6.1. That's probably look. Yeah, 6.1. <laughs> yeah. It did. It did. <laughs> point one. Oh, that's really weird. So I was right. Timothy Bestfield, that's who. Ah, yeah, I like he, him. He, yeah, oh, he's great. I like him in. I, I saw strays. him. I saw him in all <laughs> kinds of things. I swear. He was in a lot of TV shows too. My my whole life was about weaving in and out and around Timothy Bestfield. That's awesome. Yeah, because he was the nicest guy. Here he was. He's a pretty solid actor too. I mean, he really is. I just feel it's Think sad about that West I've only Wing. seen him in bad movies. Like you know. Well, but he was on West Wing. Yeah, but I'm talking about like. In no, the 80s, yeah. 90s. No, that's true. He was, uh, well, you know, he did a lot of the TV movie stuff, you know. Um, he made a living. Is, is that a contract thing? people sign? Probably do, like, you have to do so many movies of the week or whatever. Uh, the thing is, is this is here, here's what would happen is you would get in that cycle, you would get in their awareness, and, and they would just circle because everybody would know exactly what was expected of them. And it was just kind of an easy thing to fall into. Oh, so you do like a TV of the week, then you turn around and do like Tales from the Dark Side episode. Right, and then, right. And then <laughs> and maybe becomes, Love Boat. Yeah, th that's right. That's exactly what happens. And, and, and the thing is your agent starts to just fill in the gaps. And, and the TV movie doesn't commit you for very long, you know. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a thing. Uh, I, you, you know, even still today, uh, there's a company called uh can't they do all the hallmark movies 
and and Hallmark, which has its own channel, has a company that still churns those out. And uh, you know, so, it's the same yeah. crew. It's it's virtually the same crew. Wow. You know, they, that community has come down really a lot because there's not there's not the um, need for is to feed as many. Uh, Speaking of crews and people that are working together for a long time, mm-hmm. do we have like a full moon movie coming out? Yeah, I think that we uh, do. <laughs> William Butler should have been there. Damn it, Charlie Bands. Yeah, of thing going on. I think that we should move over to that. To tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. This is Kurt Thomas along with Mick Strong. Thank you for listening to the Dream Warrior Review. If you have any questions or just have feedback for our show, we welcome them at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. As always, please follow us and tell your friends about us too. See you next time.